Time once again for the NHSportsPage.com weekly podcast from uh, from my my bunker down studio that I barely made it to in the uh, slush this morning. Justin McIsaac, Dave Haley at NHSportsPage.com world headquarters in Hampton. And this week's podcast brought to you by White Mountains Community College with locations in Berlin, Littleton, and North Conway. And Dave, they're a huge sponsor of uh, North Country Athletics on uh, on the site. Oh, they're the best. And we're, uh, we're headed up there on Saturday. Austin Grass is going to Groveton, and I've been told by several people that know Austin Grass that he is wandering up to random strangers and saying, uh, where, where, is, where, where is Groveton? So, uh, <laughs> but he's going, and he's going uh, to experience the North Country. What, could, what would you tell young Austin Grass? You've been to one of these Colbert Groveton games on a Saturday at 2 in the afternoon. I, I would tell him to get there early, first of all, if he wants to have any yeah. room. Uh, get there an hour before the uh, the first game starts, and uh, expect the unexpected. And also, uh, well, luckily for him, it's in Groveton, right? Right. There's no Mohawk. That's in no, that I, would, would, I wouldn't. I don't think he's ready for that. To be frank, with you, you can't. You can't ready. just dive into the deep end of the pool with a Mohawk Indian. You have to kind of ease your way in, get used to the temperature, and and then and, and as we all know, don't look that Mohawk Indian in the eye. Have we it, seen Keith Maddy? Uh, Keith Manny reported back to me. He called me on the way to the, the Epping game uh, a couple weeks ago I was doing, uh, and he reported that he was alive. Um, not sure if he was the same person he was after looking the Mohawk Indian in the eye, but he was alive and well and wanted to report back to us. He, he had listened and heard our concerns and so forth. But White Mountain Community College sponsors the coverage of all the North Country schools and then, as you saw during football season, of Plymouth and Kennett football. And you can also see White Mountain Community College featured at this year's Oscars, as Jennifer Chick Ruth is up for Best Picture for her three-minute White Mountains Community College uh, commercial, voice work by uh, one of the great uh, voice over uh, gentlemen in all of Hollywood, Justin McIsaac. That's well, that's that's fact, and uh, you know I think we were snubbed this year, but we're still up for a Golden Globe, so so that's good. Yeah, that's the better party, um, <laughs> and yeah, no, so we're going up there on Saturday and looking forward to it. So yeah, so. Uh, Three up, three down, and uh, glad you made it in the snow. I avoided a huge accident on 95 yesterday uh, on the phone with uh, the head coach of America's team, and I was so poised in the moment with a car, I'm not joking, coming sideways right at me on 95 that Sam kept talking, Sam Natty, and did not know that I was almost in a car accident. I zoomed out of the way. And uh, Vin Diesel would have stood up and applauded my driving yesterday on 95. So You live your life a quarter mile at a time, right? Thank you. Appreciate that. Never seen one of those movies, by the way. <laughs> Me no no interest. All right, three up, three down. Let's start off with you. Let's go to Dave Haley with his first team up. I'm going to go with the team that I watched last night. The second half, I, I was snowed out of Oyster River Hollis, Brookline, uh, but I did get to watch Salem and Winnicott the entire second half last night to Salem um, Blue Devil Network over there. The kids were doing the game, um, and they did a great job, and I want to give a shout-out to them. Uh, it's Jack Shockey, not Jack Shaky. Uh, and I was trying to message them frantically because they were like, with Lucas Shockey and, and Jack Shockey, there's a lot of shakies going on out there, and it was driving me crazy. <laughs> I talked to Pete. I talked to Pete after the game. He was, like, huge on knowing how to pronounce these kids' names. And I said, Pete, your head would have exploded onto your computer screen if you were listening to these kids. Because Shaky, Shaky's get the ball again. He passes back to his brother, Shaky. I'm like, oh, no. But, uh, but they did a really good job in the game in Salem is my first team up uh, for picking up a big boy win. They picked, they played uh, at Exeter and were uh, leading that game at halftime, uh, tied late. They ended up losing it at Exeter. Exeter went on a late run to win it. Uh, but a really good win over Winnicott last night. And 
I just think I'm really high on that team. I've been high on that team since opening night, and before that, as you know, um, they uh, they they battled uh, Spalding that night and beat them. And uh, just not a real deep kid. Like the Ferentz kid off the bench does a nice job for them, but their starting five just fits perfectly. I wrote about them today in my midseason column. And uh, Zach Carabello played very, very well last night. They didn't get a, a huge scoring night out of Kyle Poulin, but he was doing Kyle Poulin things, keeping balls aligned, making passes. And um, I just like the mix of that team. Rob McLaughlin, I think he's doing a, a terrific job as head coach. Um, and they picked up a really good win over Winnicott last night. One last thing, I'm going to write about this in my column for tomorrow, for Thursday, but that was really interesting. Salem plays straight man-to-man all the time, and they're excellent at it. Uh, they really kind of packed the paint in their man-to-man and dared, I tweeted this out, and dared win a Cunnet to hit threes late. And so, I yeah. think, you know, that's something I think you're going to see other teams do to win a Cunnet. When you tweeted that out, I thought, I, I didn't see it was you at first. I was like, normally when a team packs it in, they're playing a zone, but they were playing a man, they were just kind of playing off the perimeter? Sure. I mean, you can still pack it in. You're right. It, it's usually like a zone term. But you can pack in a man-to-man. I mean, you just, you're, you're you know... You're calling out if there's any screens, you have to step up or you've got to call out the screen. But you can you can basically dare the guy to shoot it. Like everybody and plays Ben Simmons, basically. Base, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they, you know, they really were they were not going to let Jack Shockey beat him in the paint, and he was he played terrific when he got the ball down there. But you know, Nick. First of all, Nick Hepburn didn't play again last night, which I don't know what happened. He played against Dover, and again, he's a huge X factor for them. I wrote about him today. But if you look at their team, Lucas Shockey isn't a big-time outside shooter. Ben Allen is a solid outside shooter, but he's, he's a 6'4 forward who's terrific going to the paint. Um, they don't have Zach Waterhouse anymore, you know, who's their best outside shooter. Um, uh, Joe LaRosa isn't really a shooter, you know what I mean? So I think you're going to see a lot of teams start to pack it in late against Winnicott. I'm not sure if you can do that for four quarters against them, but late in the game when those shots get more important, that's what Salem did, and it, it helped win them the game. All right, there you go. There's the first team up for uh, for Dave Haley. Uh, for me, my first team up, and I'm I'm basing this off of uh, I might have picked. The last, I can't remember what happened yesterday, let alone last week. But based off of one game, I'm going to go with the Summersworth High Hilltoppers. They went to Hopkinton, Dave Haley, and they yeah. smacked around Hopkinton, who was fully loaded, if I'm not mistaken. Right? They had all their guys. Yes, they were. So that's that's a that's a big boy win for Summersworth, and it doesn't get much easier though because uh, tomorrow night uh, they have they have Conant uh, coming to uh, Jim Macklin Gymnasium. I think the last time Eric Saucier was there, he saw Brighton early score twenty points in the first quarter, and I don't think I'm exaggerating on that either. But that's going to no. be back to back huge games for the Hilltoppers coming up. We covered that game. Yeah, that was one of our uh, twenty one tournament uh, twenty tournament games in twenty one days. Yeah, Brighton early show. Uh, yeah, they basically went into Hopkins and spray-painted the gym their own colors. And, uh, you know, again, Rob Fossey, we've talked about them on this podcast. I mean, Rob Fossey's been begging me not to basically to spill it that uh, they're playing better, but uh, they absolutely are. And I think Evan Gray has done a really good job of kind of like uh, getting his teammates involved and not trying to go out there and score 30 points every night. I think he realizes he is a team that's better off if, um, if everybody's getting involved. And uh, Jacob Hamilton had a really good game. He had 18 points, I believe, in that game for Summersworth. So, um, yeah, they're playing very, very well right now. Like I said, I, I was too chicken to, to pull the trigger on them as one of the teams I see in the finals. So I just went with Campbell Conant uh, in the midseason uh, snapshot. But I did have Summersworth in that spot. And so I do consider them the third-best team in Division Three right now. And uh, 
that was a, a, a great win and really an eye-opening win. I, I don't think the rest of the division was ever doubting Summersworth, but uh, they're pulling it together. Rob Fossey, one thing I want to say about Rob Fossey as a coach is um, he's very organized and he he takes a lot of uh, scouting notes. He uh, you know he uses us for all the film we have uh, to make sure he watches every team. He watches teams from other divisions and he asked, he's a he's a coach who asks me a lot of questions when I talk to him and uh, just a very bright guy and uh, it just has done obviously a tremendous job at Summersworth and is doing it again this year. Yeah, and uh, you know when you talk to Evan Gray, it's uh, and, and I, I, you know, as he's a defending Seacoast champ, I talk to him quite a bit. Um, <laughs> he just no beginning of the season, he had to like he he didn't start a game because he enrolled an ankle in, in uh, practice right. against St. Thomas, and uh, Rob Fossey didn't want him out there for the beginning because it gets so hyper in those. Uh, games, but you know, talking to him after the game, he's like, "I want to be out there for my teammates." He's like, "I'm a senior. I need to be a leader." So he really knows his responsibility uh, this season. And I think he, you know, I think the team, you know, you, you, people, you know, th- th- this week we've been talking about the Patriots as being underdogs. How can you be the underdogs when you're always there? It's 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 tough to talk about the defending champs as underdogs, but I feel like this particular Summersworth team really wants to prove that this group can get it done too because. You know, losing a a kid like Brighton early that could fill up the, the you know fill up the bucket so easily, uh, they want to show they can do it even without Brighton with Brighton playing at, at Plymouth State. So it's uh, they, they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And Tyler Clark, yeah, and Tyler was, Clark, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was tremendous. But they're both playing in college, right? Uh, Tyler's playing uh, as well. So uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And um, you know, Evan is. Um, is it's just you know he's one of our guys. You know we have these kids that we we know them personally, and he plays for you in the Seacoast tournament. And um, you know I've gotten to know him, going over there, getting him to sign your picture and all that stuff for your birthday and all that. And even the, the ladies in the office were saying what a great kid Evan is. He's he's a great kid, and he's a, he's been a true leader for that team. That hasn't always been the case. He's matured a lot in the last two years, as, as most high school kids do. Um, but he's a terrific kid. He's a terrific player. He's my Preseason player of the year, he may be the player of the year when it's all said and done at the end as well. I mean, Seth Balderrama has just had such a season. Uh, I think they're both kind of neck and neck. But, yeah, no, they're, they're peak. this is exactly the time you want to start playing well, and they're doing it right now. All right, so there's our first team up. Second team up for you, Dave Haley. The Gosstown Grizzlies. Ryan Cowett is doing a really good job. They won three games. They won two in a row. The Gosstown uh, they- Grizzlies. Yeah, they won. They beat uh, they beat uh, Wyndham forty three thirty eight, and then they beat Pinkerton fifty one forty three. And Pinkerton just uh, beat up on Nashua North last night, so I guess that means Goffstown's better than Nashua North. So there you go. It's breaking news. Um, but no, they're you know they've only won three games on the season, but they've won two in a row. They're playing better, and they, you look at their scores. They're starting to kind of. They only lost, they lost at Nashville South fifty six fifty. I mean Nashville South is playing really good. They just beat Dover last night, and uh, they have just a bunch of different guys who are scoring for them. You know, I mean it's very balanced scoring. Connor Hyzak uh, is um, their leading scorer, and I think he averages nine point six points per game. That's exactly how much because I run a website and I answer these stats. But Jack Kelly, TJ Dudham, uh, Dutton, they're they, you know, they're kind of doing it as a group, and uh, I just think, you know, that's a team that went goss down. I mean, they struggled last year in Division Two. Um, Mike Gasper was a terrific coach, but I mean, they just had all sorts of like things going on inside that locker room and outside the locker room, and it was just a rough year at Goffstown. So when they had to go Division One, it seemed like some sort of corporal punishment or something like that. 
And uh, they're doing well. You know, they're, they're hanging in there, and he's building something over there. So shout-out to Ryan. He's doing a, a really good job. He's a very young coach. He just graduated from Virginia Tech a few years ago. Um, and I think when he got the job, I think people kind of raised their eyebrows. Like, wow, he's a pretty young guy, but he's doing a really good job over there. So congratulations to them. And, and Pete Terrier just pumped his fist as desk. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, so two straight wins. They, they, they're three and you know they're they're three and five on the season, but uh, they got to go to Exeter uh, tonight. So that's going to be uh, they're, they're going to find out what they're made of certainly this evening when they travel to the Blue Hawks. I think they know what's going to happen when they play Exeter, <laughs> but it's uh, it's not quite about that, uh, right? And Jeff Jeff Holmes has got to be very happy to be playing Goffstown and when you know the trap game right before Winnicott. I mean, I, I think they can handle Goffstown at home, but. But it's just about what he's building over there and, and being competitive. And I know uh, my friend uh, Jeff Bowman's trying to do the exact same thing at Timberland with a really young team that was going to struggle in D2. You know, I, I didn't agree with some of these teams going up to D1, and um, I'm not sure those teams agreed with it either, but it is what it is. And uh, so I think Goffstown's making the best of it right now, and they're, they're trying to build something. All right, uh, that's Dave's second team up. My second team up, I think I've uh, had them as, a, as as up before, but certainly after last night, a convincing win over Sauhegan, and the highlights are on nhsportspage.com. The Pelham Pythons. I know Ryan Regan's not there, but whenever I say Pelham, I just hear uh, Regan's voice in my head. So uh, Pelham Pythons, they've won one, two, three, four, seven straight, Dave Haley, uh, with a win over Sauhegan last night. I think you've had them up two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, mean, I think they're... they're that may be, but listen, they beat Campbell convincingly, even though Campbell's D three. Uh, they're still and then the big win over Sal Egan last night. Sal Egan's nothing to to joke about. But I'm I, listen. I, I I stand by it. Two weeks in a row. That's fine. That Pelham. You ride with Pelham. No, they're um they're they're playing terrific. Pete, uh, I did talk to Pete on the way home last night. He came away very impressed. Derek Crowley, that's a kid. I I don't know if some people. We had certainly, uh, I think, over 900 views yesterday afternoon on the Division II snapshot. And I'm surprised that Derek Crowley was my runner-up for player of the year in the division at the midway point. They shouldn't be. They should go watch the highlights that are up on the site this morning because that kid's legit. He's fast. He works his butt off. Uh, Mike Larson's one of my favorite guys as coaches. He's just he's doing a really good job. He was the perfect guy to come in after Matt Regan because he worked with Regan. He knew the kids. He knows the town. And... Um, He's just one of those guys who's really, really, Mike kind of has that disposition where he can, like, get on a guy pretty hard, and then he can kind of joke with him. He has a good sense of humor, you know what I mean? He kind of can bring it back down. And, uh, you know, he's doing a great job over there. D2's a lot of fun um, because Oyster River and Pembroke, to me, are the two best teams. Uh, I thought that in the preseason, I think that now. But neither one of those teams is, you know what I'm saying? Like They're not invincible. If, if I told you they got shocked in the quarterfinals, you know, by a Conval or a, you, okay. know, you know what I mean? Lebanon like, you know, or somebody, yeah. Ex- exactly. Like, you wouldn't be floored. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I think if Exeter loses in the quarterfinals at home, you're going to be shocked. And Portsmouth in recent years, it just it was unthinkable. But, um, you know, there isn't a great team in Division Two. There's just a lot of good teams. So I still think that division, you know, we try to pick where we're going for the playoffs. And, I mean, the quarterfinals, uh, you, you hope we pick the two right ones because I think there's going to be four terrific games that night, and, uh, and Pelham is right in that mix. I think they're the third-best team right now. Uh, I clump them right in there with Pembroke and uh, and with Oyster River. They, they beat Pembroke at Pembroke, so absolutely. All right, there you go. So uh, my second team up, the uh, the Snakes. I, I seem to be drawn to them somehow. Football season, basketball season, doesn't matter. Once they got Matt Regan out of there, suddenly I'm a Pelham fan. I don't think that's a coincidence. I could- 
I can't wait till we do the podcast next week and, and they're winning a three up again. The Pelham Python's here. You just keep winning. I'm not taking them out. <laughs> you can't break up a streak. All right, who's your third team up, Dave? The Woodsville Engineers. Whoa! Yes. Some of my favorite people and uh, two of my least favorite mothers uh, come from Woodsville. <laughs> I got yelled at, of course, at Plymouth State by two different mothers. It was a lot of fun because I said their schedule wasn't that strong that year. I know. What a horrible thing to say. Um, <laughs> but Woodsville has uh, really done well, and they've got a young team, and I think they're that scary. You know, I said they could be the scary lower seed, but I, I think with their schedule, they could end up like a four or five seed at the end of the year, and I think they're a year away. I think Jamie Walker, who's a good buddy of mine there, head coach, he's, he's, he's really good. He does a tremendous job over there. Um, I think he knows they're a year away, but, boy, if they could get the Plymouth and get the experience of being up there, um, then I think that would be really beneficial for them. But they've won um, five out of their last six games. Billy Green's been solid for them, Patrick Estes, Connor Messini, uh, Corey Bemis, and uh, and Brendan Walker, uh, who's a sophomore, Jamie's son, um, who can shoot it um, and is going to grow in the next couple of years. And I think when he does, he'll be an all-state player, I think, next year and the year after. But uh, Woodsville can shoot a lot of threes. They'll spread you out. They've always been a team that has a big guy under the paint, whether it be Cooper Davidson or, you know, they, they've had a bunch of different guys there who have done it. Uh, Sam Pushy, you know, before him. But uh, they don't have that guy this year, so they've really just kind of changed their style. And, and I remember talking to Jamie in the fall, and we were talking about his team, and I said, just go ahead and shoot threes. He's like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And, and so they're a team that if they're on, they can – you know, they could put a scare into anybody in the division when they're shooting the ball well. So, yeah, Woodsville's uh, looking up. All right, the Woodsville Engineers. All right, my, uh, I'm going to uh, go a little off the board here for my third team up. You ready for this? Oh, boy. I'm going with the Bishop Girton girls basketball team as my third team up. And let me explain to you why, Dave Haley. Cause they're doing, Thank you. They're doing something here that, that's, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty wild. And I'm all and I'm all about so Bishop Girton girls. Obviously, they're a wagon, right? They've won. They're undefeated this year, uh, but yes. they're they're not satisfied with just beating up on New Hampshire Division One teams. They just beat uh, Mercy out of Connecticut, sixty-one fifty-six. I believe they were the defending Connecticut State champions. Uh, they, oh, wow. they have coming up on the second. They're playing Jamesville Dewitt. Do you know where that high school is, Dave Haley? I do not. That is in Syracuse, New York. The defending New York State public school champions. And they also have Braintree on the schedule that was snowed out uh, last week. They're going to play the Massachusetts State Champions. So the Bishop Girton girls are on like a New England tour, trying That's to show awesome. trying to show everybody what they're all about. I love this. Back in the You're day, great. there used to be like a New England, you know, New England basketball championship. BG's kind of staging their own thing there. That's awesome. No, I think that's absolutely terrific. I know what a wagon, and we covered them yeah. in that game against Bedford. Um, and uh, now the infamous game against Bedford. And uh, no, they're, they're uh, from what I've been told, uh, my friend Wade Graham is new as a new Division One girls basketball fan because of his daughter Brittany. Shout out at uh, playing for Hopley over and, at Portsmouth. And but by the way, they're, they're tearing it up, Portsmouth is in Division One. They're 10 and 2, I think. The way he described it is, um, I hope I'm not speaking out of school, is that it's BG, Tankerton, and then everybody else. It's pretty much how D one girls is. Is that the case? Basically, yeah. I mean, they're they're just a wagon. I mean, they you know they they press well, they shoot the ball well. Uh, you know, they 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 you know they've got size, which you don't always get in uh, in, in girls basketball. Yeah. Um, they they can just do it all, and uh, it, it's you know 
their expectation is to win the state championship and to do it fairly easily every year, and you know that's pretty much what happens. But I, I just love the fact, you know, when, when Portsmouth played uh, uh, the, the Boston City Champs in the Jamboree, that was, that was outstanding. When New Mission, that was New Mission, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, imagine they did that when it counted, and they did it four times a year, right? <laughs> yeah, no, Portsmouth, Portsmouth kind of beat up on New Mission that day too. They came in there and they they full court pressed, and like Corey McCarthy, the head coach of New Mission, said, "We're pressing them," and. Jim Mulvey's crew went right through them, um, and Portsmouth you know, ended up going 22-0. So, yeah, no, it's awesome. Kind of good segue, just a, a, um, a programming reminder. I'll be writing my Thursday column today, obviously, but um, we'll be naming the 12 players on the New Hampshire senior uh, select team. It's the NH Sports Page select team um, playing against, uh, against BABC on March 30th. So uh, we asked uh, 12 players to play on the NH Sports Page select team, seniors. And 12 players said yes. So we got every player on the team. Uh, did not have a spot for Ari Brakefield, but if somebody gets injured, we'll we'll try to we'll try to get him in there. So uh, we'll do the best we can. That's a dirty lie. Spoiler alert. Sure. Hopefully, hope, hopefully he can come and cheer us in the first round. No, but don't want to ruin the, the column. But Ari was one of my first phone calls. I, I, a lot of these seniors, I told you, I, I said, hey, shoot me a give me a phone call when you get a second, and then three seniors called me within two minutes. So apparently these kids aren't taking a lot of classes of seniors, but I think that's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> If you I, am I, if I if I text my Fighting McIsaac's crew, I get a response like in the middle of the day when they're supposed to be in school. I get a response in like five minutes and uh, at the most. I mean, now granted, do you have your team set for that thing? I'm still like adding one or two players oh, to the NH. We made a game. nice addition uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, Ryan Gra- Ryan Grahalva will be joining the squad, so uh, it's good oh, to see. Man, <laughs> You're not happy about that. I, I think you guys are you guys are the favorites this year. Um, I've got a very I got an underclassman. Uh, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll battle you this year. I'm just saying we're going to be a wagon the next couple of years. We got to get somebody else in my sights here. That's an under. You know, I, I'm a little too senior heavy, but uh, we're we're trying to fix that. So uh, there you we'll, go. Uh, we'll be there. We'll play it. Um, so that will be uh, tomorrow. We'll be naming that, and then the underclassman team. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be honest. We got 15 names for 12 spots. So there's a lot of conversation between Matt Regan. Uh, head coach Eric Saucier and I on uh, who's getting onto that team. So we're still working all that out. But I've invited a couple of kids already to play in the underclassmen team and uh, for uh, the select team from NH Sports Bay. So we're, we're excited about that. All right. So now it's time for the the one that gets me attacked by Bears, the uh, part of the podcast where we name our teams that are down, Dave Haley. I know. See, I must be a really positive person because I have a much easier time coming up with teams that are up than teams that are down. But Same here, yeah. I, yeah, I got to go with the uh, the defending champs, the Halls Brookline Cavaliers, um, who have now lost four out of five Oof. and five out of seven. And uh, I don't want to put anything on Austin Graff because he's a new newbie to NH Sports Page. But Halls Brookline was undefeated when we went to Conval that night, and they've lost five or seven mm. games since Austin Graff laid eyes on Halls Brookline. So I don't know if this was something. Like uh, like in Class of the Titans, like Medusa, like stared at people and they turned to stone, and that's just the end of it. Maybe Austin Grass had that kind of effect on Hollis Brookline. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this, this breaking news: uh, Colton has banned Austin Grass from all Hollis Brookline games for uh, for the yeah, end. Maybe of- maybe Cole, maybe it's a coaching problem. Maybe Colton. I mean, what has Colton ever proven as a coach? <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to be controversial, but maybe he just doesn't know what he's doing. Where's, right? where's he been? Who's he beat? No, he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really? What's he proven? Well, listen, uh, they, 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 these losses they've had, I mean, uh, at Conval, and they got thumped by Conval, which, uh, but the Conval's not an easy place to go uh, to go play. Uh, home to Sauhegan, it's a little more understandable, but they kind of got, uh, got boat raced there. Good. 
at Milford. And Milford's never a place, an easy place to win, in, and at Pembroke. So you can yeah. kind of understand some of these losses, but nonetheless, yeah, they're 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 not having an easy time of it. And they were supposed to play at Oyster River last night. They're going to have to make up that game, but they still have at Hanover and at Kearsarge on the schedule. So it's not like they have an easy road schedule. Yeah, actually, they've lost uh, three of their last four. Elliot uh, double booked Pembroke on our site, and I got to fix that mistake because. He copied it over from the NHIAA. So, yes, I just threw Elliot under the bus, even though he does all the stuff I don't know how to do, and he's invaluable <laughs> to me. Sorry. Love you, mean it. Um, yeah, no, they haven't had bad losses. I, I, you know, I saw Hollis Brookline, and I think they're – I wrote about him in the in the column this week for the midseason. I, I, you know, they're kind of lacking that second score. Um, they depend a lot on Grant Snyder. They get the Wimmer uh, brothers, Sander and Quinton, who are so good at football. They're monsters. They're not really basketball players. They're just really, really good athletes, you know what I mean? And um, – so I think they're sort of missing those next guys who can knock down shots. Well, they lost four out of five starters. So, And speaking of the Seacoast tournament, Matt Simcoe, I tell every person who, who, who people that don't even ask me, I'll just stop people on the street to tell them. Matt Simcoe was one of my all-time favorite kids to coach in that Seacoast tournament. What a player, what a kid, what a worker. Like that kid, he's playing football at the college level. But uh, So they, he was the player of the year last year in uh, Division Two. So they lost a ton. Um, um, so... It's a light. It's a light down. It's a again. It's a gently placed on the pillow uh, down for Hollis Brookline. But um, I think it's just coaching. I just don't know if Colette knows what he's doing. I just haven't <laughs> seen anything from him. All right, but unbelievable that that guy has won two championships, two different schools at his age. It is really unbelievable because Cole, of course, our friend. But we got to be serious yeah. for a moment. It's unbelievable what that guy's done at his age. I think I was winning championships on MVP Baseball 2005 for the Xbox. So that's see, that's... I wasn't even winning championships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was getting my butt handed to me in Madden, and he's you know, winning real championships against Lauren Lucas and Jim Mulvey in front of three thousand people. Right, no, that's... He's, he's a little ahead of our pace. Just a little bit. All right, uh, my first team down, and I'm basing this on one game and one game only, Dave Haley, and it was a game that happened last night. I'm going to have to put the Nashua North uh, Titans uh, down. Losing to Pinkerton last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one game. That's it. And also, and you know what? They probably should have lost at BG, too, but uh, came back to win that thing. So maybe one and a half games I'm putting them down. I have a hard time. I made a joke. Spe- speaking of BG, real quick, I made a joke in my uh, in my column today, which I'm sure you haven't read yet and you've got to read. Uh that uh, at this point, BG has lost so many close games, it wouldn't surprise me if Regan had them um, practicing on ancient burial grounds or something like that. <laughs> like, at this point, I thought you'd like that one. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, National North, just a, they're a young team. I was actually texting with Steve Lane last night. Steve Lane, they played early, and this is pretty cool. He went over to Southern New Hampshire and watched our guy, Ronnie Silva, hit four three-pointers against Southern New Hampshire last night. I love Ronnie Silva. Delphi. That game was on uh, Fox Sports, too, Fox Sports Atlantic. So a lot of people probably get to see uh, Ronnie Silva. Ronnie Silva, who played for Nashville North, uh, McIsaac and I covered him. He uh, he is one of the hardest-working kids I've, we've ever covered. He went to prep schools last year, so we didn't get to cover him. But you know, we didn't get to cover him after that night. But uh, what a great kid and what a what a worker that kid is so so steve lane got to go over and watch him play last night which i put him in a much better mood um but no i um i just think north is still an, a young team and in my column today I talked they got a tough second half of the season you know they still got to play exit or portsmouth and win a it so they've got some tough games remaining and um also but, also have to play spalding let's not leave them out yeah and spalding and spalding <laughs> so uh yeah, you didn't even see what I did with Ari for the pre. You didn't, did you read it today? 
I no, I haven't. Listen, I know you don't understand this, but I come to work at five a.m. and then I'm actually working when I'm at work, and then immediately after work, I get on the phone with you. So I don't have. I, you don't l- browse the internet while you work. I don't. I have to pay. I, I'm, I'm I'm captaining the ship over here of uh, New Hampshire Day with Jack Heath, and then I you know I'm a contributor to the show as well. So I have a lot of things going on. I'm a very busy man, Dave Haley. Jack Heath enjoys his TJs just like I do in ports with a little shout out to TJs. Yeah, who can Jack blame Heath him? loves it over there. Likes to go over there and watch the Patriots. Um, yeah, R is the player of the year at the midway point, too, in Division One. So, Rightfully so. Um, yes. Uh, and so it's, uh, yeah, no, it, North is still a young team. They have a extremely bright future. I think we're going to be spending some uh, some evenings at UNH with Nashua North in the next couple of years, possibly this year. So um, you're very uh, hard on them. For That's one true. loss, I, 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 I stand back and applaud them. So I'm a little... I was going to say, hopefully, hopefully Steve Lane's parents still love me from their time listening to WNBC, uh, I mean, WTSN back in the day. So I, ho- I hope that's I have true, that that's alienated right. them. We met Steve Lane's parents. Yeah, yeah, no. So I'm happy for Steve Lane that after that loss, he got to go over and watch uh, Ronnie Silver. And lastly, just uh, an unbelievable underdog story, Pinkerton beating National <laughs> North last night. So Scrappy Pinkerton. So, all right, your second team down, Dave Haley. Uh, this one hurts because this is my buddy. And uh, he does a really good job, and I think they're going to be fine. You see just how much I'm just trying to, like, in the blow. <sighs> this one hurts because I really like these people out there, and I hope that they still like me to three minutes from now. i got to go to the Manadnock Huskies. Oh. Losing to Winnesquam by 20, and I've been saying a long time that Winnesquam is not to be slept on. Uh, Kevin Dame has got some athletes over there and does a nice job. But, um... You know, it, it, it's been a rough day, but they played better of late. You know, they beat Hawkinson without Kevin uh, Newton Delgado, but then kind of took a step back, losing by 20 points at Winnesquam. Mananox is really young, and Quinn Grover is a sophomore, and Jake Kidney is a sophomore. And um, I still think that they can make a run here in the second half, but they still have to go at Conant, at Campbell. Um, they got Franklin at home, which is no joke. Franklin can score, as we talked about, Messenic at home. So they've still got some difficult games ahead of them and uh, a very soft down for Manadnock. All right, yeah, so the, the Huskies uh, coming up. Let's see who they have uh, on the road ahead. They have Prospect Mountain, then at Conant. That's uh, that's never an easy place to play. They still that's have the Saturday. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, the, the doubleheader, yes. They for yeah. Yep. They also have to go to Campbell, and they have to host, as you said, Franklin and Messenic. So, it's uh, yeah, it's it's – Tough, going to be tough going down the road for the Huskies, but we'll, uh, they, they've kept, kind of been hot and cold. Let's see if they can get hot again. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a very bright future, and they got the right head coach. It's just about kind of like putting it together and stringing some wins together here at the end of the season. They get themselves in the tournament and get some confidence. All right, uh, my second team down. Now, Dave, as we know, or maybe you don't know this. No, you do know this because you're a smart guy. When, whenever there's a basketball game, there's three teams on the floor. There's the home team, the opposing team, and the officials. My uh, second team down is the officials in that Hanover uh, Merrimack Valley game that got together and made a three-pointer, a two-pointer, where it was actually a three-pointer, and maybe cost Hanover a win. How's that, how's that for going outside the box? Yeah, that's that's tough. And it's, um, you know, look, we I've written about this. Anybody who's been on the site the last two years has written, you know, what I wrote about what happened with Merrimack, you know, and the state championship game at Central, um, you know, with the benefit of replay. There's just no way you can do replay in high school basketball. Right. But, you know, to, to reverse a call like that, you better be really, really sure, and you better be in a really good position to know it. Um, and that doesn't seem to be the case. It was really unfortunate because that was a terrific shot by Charlie Adams. People don't know. 
in a step back three to tie the game with six seconds left against Merrimack Valley. There was, an, from what I was told, immediate timeout, I think, by Tim Moocher. The officials then talked during the timeout and overru- they overruled their ruling and, and brought it from a three and a tie game to a two. And then, of course, Hanover immediately had to foul. Uh, Merrimack Valley hit both free throws, and Hanover got off a desperation shot to try to hit a three to tie it and didn't make it. But it completely changes the game. And, uh, yeah, that was a big, big game for Hanover as well. Yeah, and yeah, what, what boggles my mind is because we saw the video almost immediately. And again, you can't, you know, in a regular season in a high school game, we don't expect there to be video replay. But if you got it right the first time, if you, yeah. and, and I don't know who the officials are, and, and I'll preface this by saying uh, uh, a good majority of the officials in New Hampshire do a great job. So I'm not, I'm not trying to go referee hunting. I would want to name them if I knew them. Right. No, we're not trying to be no, personal. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. But you, like you said, people you make be, mistakes. You better be yeah. damn sure. If uh, yeah. if you're going to overrule that, and it didn't look like it was, I don't know what 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 they were even talking about because when we saw he was it, it was clearly like, behind the lines. So we 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 tweeted out um, the guys at Longhorn AAU. Uh, shout out to those guys, by the way. Do a fundraiser with those guys in March uh, for adrenaline. But uh, they uh, they had a picture of it, and I tweeted it back out. And it was clear as day behind the line. So I'm not sure what they saw. I'm not sure that the officials were in the best position. I think if you're not in the best position, you got to you got to leave it on the floor. And my whole thing is, my whole thing is like sometimes if there's a foul with one second left, like 50 feet from the ball or something like that, right? You know, don't 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 blow the like. You got to let the kids decide it. So if you're not 100 percent positive, 100 percent positive, then you just sit there and go, you know what? It's a tie game. Let's let the kids decide it because you ultimately decided it by calling it a two and. Right, and obviously it wasn't, and and it's just really unfortunate for Hanover and that whole situation. Right on. Okay, your third and final team down, Dave Haley. Uh, Hopkinson Hawks. Ah, uh, yeah. Who who got beat? You know, it's summer's worth up, and the world has to balance itself out. And uh, and the Hopkinson uh, sixty-eight thirty-nine loss uh, at home to Summer's Worth last Friday night. Um, they got to play Campbell on Thursday night, so I don't think it gets. Uh, any easier for those guys, and uh, you know, I just they've lost three games in a row, and um, you know, they just you know, it, it, it's not a hard down, but they were undefeated and they've beaten Conan at home, and, and now things are getting a little more difficult for them. And um, you know, their goal, of course, is to get a top four seed. White Mountains is coming on, Summersworth is coming on, so for Hawkinson, uh, it's getting late early. They got to kind of turn things around pretty quickly. Yeah, they they have Hillsborough during, and then this three game gauntlet of Campbell, Messenic, and At Conant. That is gonna that is gonna let you know exactly where you stand after that. Yeah, absolutely. And they you know they played very well during the season as a whole, but they've struggled of late. And like I said, they gotta they gotta fix things pretty quickly here because they want to get a couple of home games, and uh, that top four seed is very important. I'll tell you right now, you don't want to go to Whitefield, New Hampshire. I was just up there. Uh, to play White Mountains because they'll have a huge crowd and a band and the whole bit. It's a great atmosphere up there. White Mountains is playing well. And uh, if they end up a top-four seed, I think that's going to be a difficult place for teams to go up there and win a playoff game. All right. And uh, my final team down, I actually have – this is a two-parter because one, one is a legitimate one, and one is the one you'll laugh at me for a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to go with – and again, a soft down. I'm going to go with Sow Egan. They've lost uh, two of their last three. Uh, it, you know, and kind of got thumped at Pelham last night. Not that the Snake Pit's an easy place to go, 
But uh, we were looking at Sauhegan after they lost that first uh, their first game to Milford. Like, okay, that's a rivalry game. But, you know, they lost to Pembroke, lost to Pelham. Listen, they're not listening to the Little Sisters of the Poor or whatever, but uh, a little bit of a stumbling block here. And, you know, a tough schedule coming up at Con- uh, at, excuse me, at Kearsarge Thursday night, uh, which I think I'll be doing for WNTK, and uh, at Conval on the 5th. So it, it could get rough here for the Sabres. Yeah, I mean, I think Sauhegan has, has been better than I thought they were going to be. Um this season. I think it's come together pretty I had Peter Pierce as uh, the runner-up for Coach of the Year in the first half of the year in a column. I'm sure he didn't read because you're too busy to do those kind of things. That's true, anyway. yes. Um, and, but no, they, uh, I think they've been better than I thought they were going to be. They're still a young team. they got a lot of underclassmen and all that. And uh, uh, Khaled Nazir, that's a kid that uh, if you see them play, if you do cover that game against Kearsage, uh, he's a fun player to watch. Uh, just like a real blue guy, hustle guy has some skills. Um, I really like the makeup of that team. Uh, as we know, they're terrific dancers, which is very important to Indeed, us. yes. Yeah. And, uh, no, but I think, you know, I, yeah, I can understand the soft down. You know, a lot of, when you get to the down, you know, we're not going to sit here and just beat up on, you know, Newt every week or teams that haven't won a game or, you know, whatever. So it's, try to find competitive teams that have kind of had a slip-up of late. So, yeah, I can see that one. And the, the second part of that, Dave Haley, uh, the uh, like, let's call it three and a half for me down. Got to go with the Spalding bowling team. They've lost two meets in a row here where they haven't taken first place. And I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm getting a little worried. Lost uh, lost, I- lost to the semifinals last week to Hollis Brookline, and uh, that's uh, it took third place in the meet. I'm, I'm not happy with that. I think that uh, they have, and I know that a lot of bowling teams, I talk to bowling coaches all day long for my job at Angela <laughs> Stage, and a lot of them feel like the, the press that they've been getting uh, statewide has really kind of gone to their heads, and they haven't handled it very well. Uh, they, you know, they've said some, some inflammatory things in the media, and, uh, and God knows that they've been featured on your Twitter and your Facebook account 417 times. That's right. We all got to know every time Cam... You know, washes his hands before he takes another. What do you call it? A bowl? A shot? I don't know. What a you shot? It, but you'd be you'd be surprised you the number of people tuning in for the uh, the bowling coverage on the Facebook Live. But I would uh, be. Sur- I would. I you would. would. Be surprised. You actually? Sam <laughs> Natty. I'll do a bowl. I, I told you I'll do a bowling match with you. Like some Saturday, we can get Jen if we can get Jen down there, or Austin or something like that. Uh, you know, I'll go do a bowling match with you. I'll I'll I'll, I'll get out there and. You know, do my big Ernie McCracken routine or something like that. We can get it going. <laughs> well, see, well, there's two meets left in the regular season, Dave. they got pretty a top-four spot locked in, but Saturday's a big one at home against Merrimack, and I think uh, Hillsborough-Deering is the other team in that three-team meet. So, uh, yeah, it's you know, Cameron McIsaac's got to start pulling his weight on that team. I know he had a 2-13 last week, but still, uh, it's all about Ws. That, that, that's what it's all about, Dave Haley. And I, you know what? Don't, don't, uh, don't, 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 don't tell me about the labor pains. Just show me the baby. That's what I always say. Get it done, Spalding Bowling. Get it done. <laughs> So there you go. There's our, our our three up and three down. And uh, let's see what you you have a huge one coming up. Actually, I think two coming up because Jen Chick Ruth, I think, will let me know she found a sponsor for the uh, the girls game as well. Two games coming up on Friday for you guys, right? I'm doing three games in 24 hours. So if you get some warm up for Durham, um, yeah, we're doing the boys girls doubleheader winner kind of Exeter. Is my boy Dave Soccer Nickley still the coach? Yes, over he at is. Let it fly. Nice. I'll shoot him a uh, I'll shoot him a text. Let him know we're coming. And uh, of course, we're doing yeah that that that's going to be huge at Exeter on uh, on Friday night. So I'll be interviewing the two winning teams at doubleheader, and then shooting uh, my radio show uh, with Pete up in Meredith on uh, Saturday morning. I'll be up doing stats. Get up, drive to Meredith, do the show, and then off to Groveton, off to the North Country. Uh, Sam Natty, 
head coach of America's team and Adam Thurston, head coach of the Farmington Tigers, will be uh, joining me on the broadcast, and uh, and then I will be there. Uh, uh, I'll be there all day and all night. Let's just put it that way. With the people of Groveton and Colbrook, <laughs> always our annual trip. I think it's our seventh year in a row going up to cover that game. So. Excellent. That sounds great. Uh, I'll be uh, at Kearsarge Thursday for WNTK when they host uh, Sowegan. And then, Dave, Friday night, Dover, Spalding. Need I say more? Hey, Dover's got to get it together here. Dover is uh, starting to struggle a little bit. They're lucky they didn't make three down this week. They're, they're starting to kind of struggle. I w- I, well, you know, I thought about it, but I didn't want to give them additional bulletin board material headed into their matchup at Spalding. Maybe, maybe a tactical pick right there. Uh, but uh, Johnny Cantwell, who did a great job with you, is going to join me on commentary for that one. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a really fun time with Johnny. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite parts of the broadcast is they were running an out-of-bounds play, and they ran a set out of it. And I said, so what are they running here, Johnny? Because I had done a game of Christian Pete from Portsmouth, and he had broken down the plays that Portsmouth was running. So I said, Johnny, what are they running down here? And Johnny froze. He goes, I don't know. And I said, what do you mean you don't know? And he goes, I usually just kind of like stood on the baseline or set a screen, that's all. <laughs> okay. you Thank what? you, John Cantwell. You can't get that from anywhere else, folks. Listen, that, you know what? Maybe my theory is correct that Matt Fantasy just wasn't using him correctly because I just let that wild horse run, and you saw what happened. I mean, Fantasy's trying to have him do plays. We don't do that on the fighting with guys. Just get out there and throw out some alley-oops. So I mean, maybe I'll talk to Matt Fantasy before the game. Coach him up a little bit. Coach up the coach. I've never heard uh, a group of people celebrate a two-point win unless and in in that we missed three shots to take the lead in the last 40 seconds. Like, you, you talk like, you, you, like sorry, it was the Red Sox again? over the Cardinals and Rolled over us four years ago. I'm like, oh. we never mentioned the game before that we won by a million. But that's all right. Yeah, we beat you uh, by double digits the first time. Yeah, so we, yeah, we missed 400 like, shots. Team, people don't want to hear us argue about this. Yeah, they, they, yeah, actually, yeah, they kind of do. They people love it. People, right. people should get their Seacoast teams together though, because we're going to start, you know, getting teams in for that thing. We're hoping to have eight teams this year. That's going to be awesome starting uh, in April. So get it going. All right, before we get out of here, your your Super Bowl prediction analysis, whatever you got for uh, for for the big game on Sunday. Pain, pain. No, just kidding. I just want to do the clever Lang thing. Um, felt good. Uh, I, I think the Patriots are going to win. Uh, I don't even know a score like twenty four seventeen, something like that. I think it'll be close, but feel good about my Patriots. Uh, how do you feel? Yeah, the same way. Yeah, the uh, you know the getting the getting the first bye week uh, absolutely helped them a million percent. I think Gronk looked healthier. Uh, Tom Brady's playing uh, with his hair on fire. Edelman looked a lot healthier. They just look healthier overall, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a pretty big. Uh, if they could, I think you said this to me yesterday when we were talking on the phone. If they can run the ball early, and I agreed a million percent. That's going to really tell the tale. I think they end up winning this yeah. game by ten points, maybe. So, which which would be unusual because every one of their Super Bowl wins and losses has been by one possession. But uh, I think they bucked the trend. They win by ten here. I feel like you know last year they sort of expected to get back, and this year I think they really kind of even surprised themselves, and they're taking nothing for granted. That seems to be the attitude. So let's hope that's it. So yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to Sunday. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. So uh, coming up on the site, uh, the top 15, which we submitted before yeah. <laughs> before last night's games, that'll be up. I know. Uh, Dave's Thursday thoughts will be up. Uh, of course, Friday, uh, Exeter would have cut it. Saturday on the site, we'll have uh, Groveton, uh, live from Groveton, uh, taking on. Uh, are, do they bring the Mohawk Indian to Groveton? Or are they leave him? No, they don't. He they, doesn't leave that gym. They leave there'd be Colbert. too many. No, no, it'd be like Brick Tamlin's golf tournament. Too many deaths. Too many people would die. <laughs> they left him out of there. And if you want to catch me, I'll be on WNTK Thursday night uh, with Kearsarge Sauhegan and uh, MOSN Friday night for Dover Spalding. So that lot, lot of places to find us, Dave. Yeah, no, we're we're rolling. We're rolling towards March. This is it. We're 
more content than ever, more videos, so uh, keep it coming. More And more more people reading the website than ever, so keep it going. All right, there you go. So for Dave Haley, I'm Justin McIsaac. We will see you next week with another three up and three down.